Greetings, listeners, and welcome aboard Costume Station Zero. I'm Bob Mitch, and I have some very special guests behind the Doctor Who parody, the Hobbit parody, and Pirates of the Caribbean. They are behind the Hillywood show. They are Hilly and Hannah Hindi. Thank you. Hi, guys. Hello. So, I like to start at the beginning, which for most people involves what got you into costume making, but if you like, you can tweak that to what got you into parody making. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, this is going to be a fun interview because we always get asked specifically, you know, how we do parodies, how we do filmmaking, but we never really get to the roots of our costumes, mm-hmm. like our history. Um, our grandma works at Caesar's Palace here in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. She's been doing that for 40 years, I believe. Four, I think it's 40 years now. 40 yeah. years. And, um, since we were little, we used to have these like extravagant birthday parties and things like that. And I would say, Grandma, can you help me like make a costume? Or Grandma, can you fix these pair of jeans? And we've always been into clothing and costuming. And since we were like nine years old, good. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, we were kind of you know, I, I don't want to say uh, we were very fortunate to have had such an early start in getting everything made down to the T of exactly we how we wanted We were pretty spoiled to, yeah. by Grandma. So yeah. Grandma was awesome, and she'd make us look great, and we always won costume contests. <laughs> yeah. and so we've been brought up like in the costume world, and, oh, that's not the right color. That doesn't fit Yeah, right. especially that's- for, like, Halloween parties. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't just go in, like, the typical party gear. We would, oh, no. we would have it, it custom-made. out. All yeah, out. out. <laughs> if cosplay exists back then, we, we were would cosplay. You were already being like accuracy Nazis about your costume. Yes, yeah. it was crazy. And so Tana, tell them how we kind of got involved with the parodies. Um. Well, we've always been very theatrical. We were involved in dance since. Well, I mean, we're four years apart, but since the age of five, we had been dancing. And then Hilly started, um, at a very young age, in, just started beginning to act. And she was very funny, and she always made us laugh. Then it started into filming. She just started grabbing a camera. Here, film it for me. Mm. Oh, so I got stuck filming, of course. But <laughs> it was really weird how things turned out. And we entered a contest eventually after a couple of years of very, you know, amateur filmmaking and we came in third place it was through AOL asking teens to send in their own idea for what type of web show would you want to do we came in third out of like a hundred thousand entries and it was so exciting we were like oh that was fun as you know we had entered this contest and we had fans writing us saying you should keep going I really like this this is a fun idea and lo and behold here we are seven years later and (laughs) ta-da yeah (laughs) Um, so what do you consider your first, like, serious costume? 
Ooh, good question. Jack Sparrow. Really? Yeah. I thought I looked good. I think your first, well, how far are we going back? Are we talking you, about? You, did you can go back. You can go back as far as you like. Some people go to Halloween. <laughs> other people go to like first cosplay in quotes. Uh, oh, that's right. I yeah. did. Oh my gosh. See, I remember. Um, I did Edward Scissorhands mm. for my 16th birthday and it was pretty dang legit. I don't know, black really suit, remember. black belts, leather, black tape, everything. And I didn't do it for any. It. I didn't do it for any reason. Like, no, just because we had a birthday party, yeah. and you had to come dressed as your favorite movie character. Nice, very and, nice. <laughs> and she chose a male character, <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. when you researched that, I mean, what what year was this, by the way? Two thousand six. Um, so were you looking at screen grabs? Were you pulling up like photos? Were you just, I mean, I doubt you were going off yes. memory, but no, 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 no. We always, whenever we cosplay, I mean, back then we weren't at the level we are now. Definitely not. You know, things were very it was, inaccurate, yeah. but it would still back then we print out pictures. We would try to find ways. We would look at the makeup. We would Materials. look at the movie. Like, we just didn't say, I'm going to be over scissor hands. Let's throw powder on. It was like, let's look at how they maybe did the makeup. How did mm -hmm. they get the scars? How does the fingers, like, mechanize? And how, how to get the work? eyebrows to disappear? Yeah. <laughs> All that stuff. All those de details. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, um, in 2008, I believe, or 2000, yeah, 2008, we went to Comic-Con and we had upgraded the Edward Scissorhands look after we had shown something in a video. And we got a whole new wig and did the whole the actual scissors like snipped together and things like that. So it got really good, you know, exposure yeah. and yeah. a lot of attention. But I was like, you know, you have to start somewhere with your cosplays. Like you mm -hmm. have to kind of build it up and like you start to understand on your yeah. own. You can really learn by yourself, especially for like Jack Sparrow cosplayers. I mean, I know they're still grabbing trinkets <laughs> yeah. and I know they're still grabbing belts and buckles and it's intense. Like that thing is always evolving. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, let me back up a step. So you've done cosplay at Comic-Con as well? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And has that, does that, I assume that predates the parodies or no? Uh, no. We started doing Comic-Con after we had started the Hollywood show. Mm -hmm. And we were saying we should go there to try to hand out business advertise for the show. And try to get people... Because we were no, cosplayers. We were. Yeah. we were filmmakers that did a lot of cosplay. That's kind of what we were known for. And, oh, these are girls, and they're, like, kind of geeky, and they like to dress as guys, and it's sometimes kind of creepy that they can look like a guy. So we were like, oh, and fans were like, you should come. So we just went, and we've been going for how many years now? I think this will be our sixth, sixth or seventh. Sixth year, I think, we're going on now for this year. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love Comic Con, although it's becoming more and more of a chore to get in. It seems, you know. <laughs> no. Yeah, hotels, oh my gosh, everything. Nightmare. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's do pre-registration. Go through these million steps, and then you can come. Mm -hmm. And if you're four yeah. minutes late, you might still miss out on a ticket. <laughs> oh my gosh. Good times. It's so tough, but it's worth it. It is. It's it's a great time if you can get in. And yeah. you know, I've been lucky, but I feel like every year it's like rolling the dice. Like I think the they year. should bring a Comic Con out here to Vegas. We have a way bigger convention center. I've been talking about it, right? Our convention center is humongous compared mm -hmm. to San Diego. Yeah. San Diego's getting way too smushy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. 
It'll miss something not being in San Diego. I mean, it's in yeah. Vegas. It'll be hot, like really hot. <laughs> but at but least we'll have more room in the convention center. That's not true. Sweat as much. That's very true. That's very true. Um, so, uh, what what is your approach when you're doing one of these? Is it what character can I do? What's the best idea to parody? What's hip and current right now? What's what's the thought process? Um, well, we do like to do kind of what's hot, what's getting talked about. But on that same breath, we also like to tackle things that have a fandom or that are popular. And But we have to enjoy it. We have to be fans. Like, we've been asked to do certain TV shows and certain movies, and we've never seen them. And so we feel like if we were all sudden like, okay, we'll watch an episode and do a parody, we would be letting the fans down and ourselves Mm -hmm. we have to understand and actually like it Mm -hmm. because if someone said hey do something on let's just say project runway and (laughs) i like project runway but let's just say i didn't like project runway i don't i don't want to do a parody because then (laughs) what's you know i would do it bad i wouldn't care about Mm -hmm. the characters or anything Mm -hmm. so with regards to doctor who um we were asked forever, forever do Doctor Who, do Doctor Who, do Doctor Who. And I kept saying, nope, 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 because I need to Study take it. the time to fully understand. Because like, we always knew like what Doctor Who was about, but we never actually took the time to say, let's just, let's just like have a marathon. Let's mm-hmm. nonstop, focus, focus, or what study. What ideas things that fans, yeah. you know, like certain quotes that they say and, and we, things like that. Since, you know, we studied for like, a long, long time, and mm-hmm. we just kind of keep the idea back in our heads, and would talk about it. And we said, you know, we really, really like this. And I told her the song. It idea. was pretty much she came up like you can think of a parody, but it's like I don't know what to do. We're really inspired by music, mm-hmm. and that's the only thing that really starts that train rolling. Yeah. And she just said, I thought of Time Warp, and I was like. Time, and it, it was such a song that I haven't heard in forever. And then she goes, yeah, but it would do this. And we'd have all the characters and blah, blah, blah. And she was telling me all the ideas. And I was like, this is brilliant. Oh, thank you. I, I love this idea. It sounded like so fun. And then she told me all the costumes that she wanted. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and um, that's pretty much how it happened. And then once you go from there, you find the costume. Yeah. Can we afford it? What's the budget? Can you pull off the character? Can you pull off the character? And then from there, we chose the three companions. And with me, it was mostly the acting, mm-hmm. who could pull off the Donna mm-hmm. character. So who could pull off the more Rose. And so we were like, okay. So that's kind of like how we do it. It's really, with regard to picking a character, too, it's the facial structure of each one of us. Mm-hmm. Hers is more angled, and she can kind of get away with the more male characters. Thank I'm, you. I'm more round. <laughs> No, no, you, I mean, look, everything was cast very well. I was doing double takes a few times going like, hey, wait a minute. I'm like, okay, I see what they're doing. (laughs) Uh, And your voice actor for Tenet was amazing. I I was blown away by that. Yeah. Wasn't he brilliant? Yeah, I know. It was was fantastic. Is he, is he from England or is he here in America? Yes, yes. Wow, okay. That makes sense. He's in the lower part of England. I don't remember, but we found him through YouTube Mm -hmm. and I just wrote him and I kind of just approached and he was like, I just looked at your videos. Of course, this seems super interesting. But we took a good, like, two, three weeks and would have sessions with him where we would sit down, tell him the line. He would say it his own way. I go, no, you have to say, like, with a bit of a mind flip. And we would try to do the accent. And mm-hmm. then he would understand more of, 
oh, that's how they want it to sound. Because he can do the voice, but when David's the doctor, it goes a certain, it has fluctuations, and which right. he was sense. really good with, but it's it also needed he, to sound like time warp, so it was yeah, a little bit we were, tricky. We were really trying to work on that, and he did not let us down. No. He recorded he it like three times for us because we had tech issues. <laughs> yeah. He was just an angel, like the most amazing person to and work he's with. He's so nice. So thank you, Elliot. Shout out to Elliot yeah. Crossley, El Schmel. El Schmel on YouTube. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's amazing what all these touches do. To bring it over the top and i know from doing certain characters on the floor or in fan films that these extra touches the voice the mannerisms they're yeah. so important to sell somebody because the minute you don't do that they call you on it even though like <laughs> look we're all friends it should be fun <laughs> but armchair critics are out there the internet holds no bounds it's so. scary isn't yeah. it there's mm. no censor on the internet anymore no no, no, not on YouTube anyway. No, no, it's so crazy. Like I would never say that to a person's face. I don't. I don't see why I ever have the need to I write something. Won't even like say that. that on the internet. I know. No. I'd be like, I just think it in my mind, but I wouldn't be like putting it's it. It's okay, though. It's whatever. It's whatever. Just yeah. Uh, but related to that, uh, as I have noticed with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and the Tenth Doctor, uh, you seem to be very aware of capturing the body language and facial expressions of the character. And I assume, <laughs> I assume this is something that this is all, this is part of the, the casting process. This is part of the, the, the thing that drives it. Because I mean, you know, as you say, it's just as important as the costume to embody the character. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I'll talk for you on this one. <laughs> I think the thing is when we, when we start creating our parodies, Hillary it, Hilly is pretty much the one that comes up with the whole idea. Mm -hmm. So in her mind, we don't know how, but she always tells me she goes, it's got to be a God-given talent. She goes, because I'll turn a song on, like, example, Jack Sparrow, If I Had You, by Adam mm -hmm. Lambert. She goes, and I start seeing pictures. I start seeing a whole movie in my mind. Like, her mind is so creative, she'll just start seeing how everything's going to go. And she goes, and then we're going to do this. And, there, and then Jack does this, and then he looks this way, and then he looks that way. And I think in her mind, she sees it. So I think then I she, see the character she more than She sees the myself. character more than herself, and then she'll just portray what she's seen. Which, to me, I'm like, but no, that's a talent. I, I, can't, I can't do that. I remember, though, because I've done Jack, like, four years ago I haven't really done Jack Sparrow and yeah. I remember on one day on set I came back <laughs> and I started crying and everyone's like what are you freaking out about and I said I think I'm doing a really bad job I think I'm sucking <laughs> I think my acting is awful I ha like I haven't done Johnny in a really long time I think I just I'm missing it because sometimes I feel it mm -hmm. you know I, I feel like okay I think I got it right or I can see myself moving and I'm like okay but I really struggled doing Jack. But when I play it back, I go, oh, I guess, like, for, I don't know. My brain was just freaking out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just a matter of watching things over and over. You have to study the character. Trying to mimic. Mm -hmm. But I've done a lot of, like, mimicking since I was little. Yeah, like, she's been that way since she's been very, very little. I think I would be, more, it's funny, I think I'd be more frightened if you, Bob, told me, you have to totally make up a new character and mm. be someone, I don't, I don't know if I would know what to do. <laughs> I think I'd be like, hmm, you could do it. Well, like, but I think I would it. take from different people. I'd right. be a little bit of Willy Wonka, a little bit of Michael Jackson, a little bit of Gaga, and I would make a character. It's like I have to refer to someone so that I, I just think it. that you've just been that way since you've been little. I don't know. I it's, don't know. It's, sorry, Jenny, there's no really Jenny. answer. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, I, I'm I definitely fall more on the end of a recreation for character. There's just a, yeah. there's there's a satisfaction of looking at something that inspired you, or just it just it resonates with you, whether it was when you were a child or an adult, and you're like, I nailed this. I am the Joker. I am oh, Captain I'm Sparrow. Never that confident. I am yeah. never that confident. <laughs> well, I mean, you're aiming for that, anyways. <laughs> As opposed to an original character, which I think is a different discipline, and it's just as admirable, but it it's it's got other treacherous waters, as you say. But if you're gonna do it, then I think it's all a matter of is that original character well drawn? Is it in the writing? Is it in the directing? Uh, it's okay to borrow, obviously, from sources like, oh, this character is a bit of this and a bit of that, but you've still got to find something mm-hmm. new you, out of the part. Sorry. Have you seen our Dark Knight video? Uh, no, no, I haven't. That, the Joker, was the hardest character I think I've ever played. Really? Yeah. The and hardest. <laughs> why, why, why was that? Because I am 5'1", no, 5'2", and I had to play Heath Ledger, who had just passed away, and we had already planned this video before he passed away. So it was a very, like, serious, do not screw this up. If I look stupid, everyone's going to get offended, and that was the hardest for me. Because I didn't really know if I was. Doing it was it right. just going to be something for fun, and it was just and an it was artsy. So, so dark. Like I had a really. In some scenes, my sister would say, "You don't look evil enough," <laughs> and so I really had to think like evil thoughts, and that's <laughs> not me at all. <laughs> uh, it's all a matter of what comes across on film. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> What's your favorite costume that you've done? Oh, oh, good question. Hmm. What do you like, Cam? For me? Yeah. Uh, probably I liked Mrs. Lovett from Sweeney Todd. Oh, nice. Yeah, my grandma made that whole thing. She's amazing. It was it was down to the yeah the lace gloves, the orange and black striped leggings that she wears underneath. The shoes were like these really old English shoes that I had found. Yeah, it was crazy. Even the little ruffle on the back of her skirt was made. Yeah, it was like my grandma did a great job, but I was involved in that and so was Hilly. Like we were we were all really like studying photos together. So that was my favorite. I don't really know what my favorite costume is because I kind of go by comfort. <laughs> Whatever's comfortable to wear. Um, but I, I do have to say I really, really was happy with the way the trench coat came out for Oh, me. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. I, was, that I didn't get that until the day I was wanted on set. And Which my, our grandma made my that, grandma too. finished that. And she's like 70-something, and she finished that the day <laughs> of. And she's like, sorry, I was late. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't even know how you made this from scratch. And that was a really comfortable costume. So the doctor, and I got to wear comfy shoes, the Converse, because mm-hmm. Jack's not comfortable. Jack's costume is really Jack's good. Jack's costume makes me weigh 10 pounds heavier. But it's not comfortable. It is not comfortable. <laughs> well, those pirates, they weren't about comfort, they were about style, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I have a 10th Doctor costume, and you're right. It's, it's a very, well, I mean, it's it's a comfy cotton suit, right? With a big flowy yeah. coat and the converse. And yeah. Yeah, it's easy. Um, did you guys go with the, uh, like, a uh, the mock suede for it as well, or...? It was um, it was suede, but it was like super thin because a lot of people think it's like wool, um, but that you would get no movement mm-hmm. with wind or spinning or anything. And we were doing so much dancing that I was like, I need this thing to like fly. Mm-hmm. So it was like a camel suede 
um, material that we came across and there was only, we needed, my grandma told me, I need four yards, sorry, I make her accent, I need four yards. She has a Mexican accent. <laughs> Got it, okay. Um, even though she's Irish and French, she has a Mexican accent. She was raised in Mexico. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so it's very funny, little redhead woman with a Mexican accent. Yeah. yeah. She's like, <laughs> she's so I need cute. four yards of this. And so we went and we found the color and the material. Mm -hmm. How many yards do you think were left? Uh, wait, four yards, you said? Mm -hmm. uh, you probably didn't have anything left. No, how many were left in the store? Oh, oh, oh. Or purchase. I, oh, I've been there before. You probably didn't have enough, right? Four yards. Oh, That's exactly? It. Exactly. Wow, well, then lucky you. Gosh. <laughs> Seriously. And like, the thing that's crazy is we're not based in LA, we're based in Vegas. So in LA, you can shop for days for your material. We have like two, two to three fabric stores. fabric stores and none of them had this. This was the only store and it was four yards. And I was like, Hilly, God placed four yards just for your little body. <laughs> just for your little body to wear a coat. <laughs> I, I do wonder. I realize how lucky uh, uh, my friends and I are being in L.A. with the fabric district and all the different fabric stores. It's basically New York and L.A. And then outside of that, I mean, if you don't have a good shop, right? I mean, what, do you have to mail away for certain fabrics? Or do you always get lucky with your local it's stores? It's just, just either you get lucky or you have to settle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because even if you order online, we've done that before, and we get it. And because we haven't touched it, yeah, right. it's completely, like, crunchy cotton diaper sounding material it's right. awful right right yeah no that the power of getting swatches mm. um, yes yes which sometimes helps sometimes it saved me but that's if you have time that's if you have the time or you find the perfect fabric you're like, all right this is it and it's 80 dollars a yard and you're like oh, I know. oh god mm. tell me about it we have we have that when, when it comes to wigs and mm -hmm. things like that. We're like, oh, I found the perfect wig. This How much is, is it? it? This is it. $3,000. Yep. Nope. And we cry <laughs> in a corner. Because <laughs> <laughs> it will not look good. We are big on wigs. Wigs. When it comes mm -hmm. to cosplay. We are big. You, you can have a great costume. If you get a crafty wig. Candy floss. <laughs> it ruins the look. Yeah. It mm. really, really does. <laughs> so, hey, at least try to get, if you can't, you know, if you can't afford the human hair, at least try to get synthetic fiber that moves nice and isn't a tangled rat's nest. It and still take does, care huh? of your wigs. Yeah, take care Put of them. Put them on the wig heads. Travel with them in, like, nets and wrap them up because <laughs> I've seen some people's hair and I'm like, girl, you know, there's, like, a bird's nest in there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Your costume's awesome, but don't turn around. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I trust me. I know. I know all about it. I have I have friends who refuse to wear wigs. Period, and I don't understand that because sometimes the, the character is about the silhouette, and if yeah. the silhouette demands a certain hairstyle. Yeah. Oh my god! I just. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say. Amazing. Your your most recent Joker. Oh, the Cesar Romero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, was a lot amazing. Of fun. Yeah, I was very happy with it. Yeah. Good thank you. job. Thank you. Thank you. I was I was trying to do him proud. Uh, no, you did really good. Your your face was like perfect too. Cause I pose for my photos too when I go to like conventions. Oh yeah. Can you pose? And I'm like, what do you mean? Can I pose? Like, what else? Do I smile. Like, <laughs> I have to get into character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I look so stupid. And you were totally doing it. And I was like, I I applaud because you know you want to look good in costume, not just like eh, just wear a costume. Yeah. My name is Bob. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's very true. You well, you you want to sell the character even to the fans because it gives them that little moment, like oh, I just met the character, and that's what you want to do. Yeah. And, when you, and when you see it in kids, especially if you're doing a character that is appropriate to children, some are less appropriate to children, but uh, <laughs> then it's amazing. It's magic. You're just like, all right, I just I just gave that kid a memory for life, and that's that's makes it all worth it. So, oh, it's yeah. so cute. It's so true. Um, so it sounds like your grandmother makes a lot of the costumes. What, what do you do? Do you do research? Do you hunt down the fabrics? Do you, do you work on the wigs? What, where, where are you hands on? We consider ourselves, uh, costumers, Mm -hmm. meaning that we, um, come up with the, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) what are you doing? (laughs) Um, we come up with like the concept of what we want it to look like. We, we, you know, we have to that we can even do it. Yeah. Can we execute, can we execute it? it? Is it even possible? Mm-hmm. Which, it depends what the costume is, if it's something crazy. But, like, for example, Harry Potter. Okay, well, we're not going to do all the scenes where they're wearing the robes inside of the school because that's going to be a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So then we start picturing, okay, well, let's do Deathly Hollows where they're in jeans and jackets and something where you can kind of grab probably from that. And then as you start searching, you look up the pictures and you look, try at the, to look at the logos, try to look at the back of the logos, up. anything mm-hmm. you can find. And then eventually, if you do find the brands, that's when you go, is it worth it? And yeah. because they're, they're so expensive. Yeah. Right. We start typing out the terms like we're looking for, let's just say, purple jacket. Okay, that's not a purple jacket. Purple it's corduroy. Purple corduroy long coat yeah. <laughs> or something. And it's weird how you, you finally start searching the right term mm-hmm. and then it comes up so and then there's none available because it's like out of season and the studio got it three seasons ago right, yeah right so so um, then the other option is if we don't find the brands you find you something make similar yeah. and yeah. that will either work or you have to say let's get this similar and let's dye it and take Alter off the it. hood mm-hmm. because everything else is the same the buttons the little pleats everything so that's kind of how we work it, and with wigs too. We, wigs too. We don't just say like for the tenant style. When I got that wig, it was down to like my shoulders, but I got it because the hairline looked correct. And mm-hmm. we took it to a salon, and I said, "Here's a picture of David Tennant," and she whipped it up. But it's like it's steps that you know it takes execution and time, and it's not just oh I can't find an angled bob. It's like well. Find this wig that's to the shoulders, and then angle and then it, angle it mm-hmm. and then you'll get the look. So that's it's a lot of steps. We are so like that's looking for costumes takes a good two to two to three weeks of pre-production because mm-hmm. sure. we just we just know like I know mm-hmm. this is just going on YouTube, but fans will really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so yeah, I I know all too well. Like Rose <laughs> Tyler's. Light aqua cashmere sweater hoodie zip up thing. Oh my gosh, that was like the (laughs) hardest thing to find out of the whole parody. We were looking for that for like a week. Mm -hmm. I was like, does she have to wear this blue sweater? I was so frustrated. But but we we found found it. Yeah, we found (laughs) found something. something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the Rose Tyler cosplayers seem to have all that stuff nailed down in terms of you can find the brand probably, but can you find the actual item anymore? Because it was all, as you say, so many years old, and the few people yeah. that still have it on eBay, they know what they got, so they've jacked up the price. And, and oh, most yeah. of um, most besides you know some of like the Batman we worked with, besides some other people like Rose and Martha, 
in our parody, they aren't cosplayers. They are just dancers or actresses that we have to fly in and then provide the costume. Right. So sometimes even we say, okay, find these jeans. And they go, I have no idea how to even look for those. So then we have to go, okay, we'll find you the things. So it's like we have to be aware of everybody. Yeah. But we got lucky for Warm Bodies uh, parody, the zombie um, one that mm. came out with Nicholas Holt. We were actually able to use the screen used costume for him and uh, the lead actress, Teresa Palmer. Yeah. So, and thankfully, I don't know how we could have made that costume. That was awesome. So we got really blessed. And it fit Hilly and our actor perfectly. We were the same size as the I actors. was like, you guys are like the actors oh my god <laughs> very very cool uh so along those lines what costume has taken the longest and what costume has been done in the shortest turnaround oh that's a fun question okay so i have some questions really we think. never get asked about really costumes this I is for, so good i forget all the characters we've done <laughs> i, I don't really either, forget right? The, the longest? The longest. I would say Jack. That thing has been, like I said, it's been evolving for years from hats to boots to breeches to shirt to dreads to <laughs> bandana. How many bandanas did I have? Like four bandanas to get it right. I don't know. I have to say the longest for me was Mrs. Lovett for sure, for sure. That thing took like yeah. three weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, Fastest. I mean, that's not that long, I guess, in someone's eyes. Fastest but turnaround time was Lady Gaga for me. Which ones? All of them. They were like super fast, like little bra and panties and fishnets. And <laughs> what else does she really wear? Well, that was fun. I was like, I don't like playing Gaga. <laughs> I like being a girl. Yeah, I like being a girl <laughs> too. The, the Gaga outfits are probably the easiest. To, yeah. Well, the, it depends what you're doing, but that was probably the quickest. Mm-hmm. Quickest turnaround time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you find it's more stressful either way? Uh, it's more stressful when something's hard. Like if you said, "Oh, oh, did you have a thought?" Yeah, when we did the Hunger Games parody. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> okay. That's when, that's when we were just approached by a company that said, "We'll help fund your parody." Okay. And we would love it if you did a Hunger Games parody. Okay. And we said, "Well, we've never seen the Hunger Games. It wasn't we've even out yet. We've never read the books." Okay. So we said, "Well." You know, can you give us uh, a couple weeks? We'll see the movie. We'll think about it and make a parody. No, because that doesn't really make sense and blah, blah, blah. So here's a trailer. Here's a trailer and some clips from, you know, the ones that they released for the promo package or whatever. So we said, well, because someone's helping us fund this and because they're putting down the money, I guess we really have to do this to prove ourselves, you know, like that we can work like this. We got the Hunger Games parody together in like four days. We sat, we thought of the concept, but then it came to, I have to be Caesar Flickerman and she has to be Katniss Everdeen, which her dress had to be like created in like two days. So we got this like prom dress that had to be altered in like a day. And then I had to spray my whole hair blue because we couldn't order a wig on time. And I had to order a jacket and it was actually a Joan Rivers jacket that was altered to look like a man. <laughs> it was it was the most intense turnaround time that really stressed us out. It was just like, I can't, I can't work like this. <laughs> but it's just good on YouTube. So that's 
good, but I that was, was really that stressful. was just too much. That's or a good one. I felt like I wasn't doing things right, but apparently no one's noticed my Joan River jacket. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, it's all about how it reads and that what people yeah. know it really is, right? Yeah, I guess I know, so it bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, what has been? I like to ask, have you had a um, uh, worst experience or costume mishap? I, can I say? But yeah, go ahead, I'm thinking. Yes. Yeah, okay. But they were awesome. Yes, they were awesome. Um, Uh, For my suit. For Doctor Who. For Doctor Who. Okay. I went through, you know, Magnolia Clothier. Ah, yes. uh Yes. Um, and I sent my measurements. Right. And they sent me the suit. Right. And it was way too big. Uh-huh. And the pants were too short mm-hmm. and were way too high on my waist. Uh-huh. So I wrote them back and I tried to explain to them, no, I am super tiny. I'm mm-hmm. very petite. I know I look bigger, but I'm really tiny. Right. Like, you don't know. And so we talked <laughs> to Indy and he was super nice. And he goes, don't worry. We'll fix this. It'll be fine. We still have two weeks till the film shoot. We'll get this going. Sent another suit. Mm-hmm. This one <laughs> was still like fit me like really tight around my my waist like they made it too womanly but the shoulders were like five inches from my shoulders <laughs> it was like huh. really wide like she looked like the letter t yeah and <laughs> he was like he we called indy again he was getting so upset he goes i don't know you know what the what they're what the tailor not the main tailor but what the little workers are doing he's like someone's messing up mm-hmm. so he goes okay like and it was down to the wire one mm-hmm. week from the parody he's in new zealand they make the suit in japan right i know so <laughs> um i started freaking out and then i finally wrote him i go look my shoulder to shoulder i need it to be like i think i'm like 13 inches mm-hmm. or 15 or something i'm i need it cannot like i don't care what they are you it cannot and this little armpit hole, it can only be 10 inches. Mm. <laughs> it, was, it was like down to like my mm. chest of an armpit hole. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then finally it came in and I was like blown away. It fit me like a perfect little doll. I was I was ecstatic. So he made me a suit like three times, that poor, poor man. Um, <laughs> and But, you know, we were so blessed. But that was the scariest because it was just getting closer and closer and closer. And this parody was really hard to make because we didn't have we a company funding us anymore. Ah. And this was also fan donated and it t- it was taking longer than expected. Then fans started getting antsy. Where is it? Where is it? And I was like, our suit and set aren't done yet. <laughs> but yeah, but it all worked out. So mm-hmm. thank God. <laughs> yeah, really good company to work with. Oh yeah, they were awesome. And I, you know what? I think they get every other guy right. <laughs> But it was just, I think I was the smallest was, person they've ever worked on It was before. also hard because, like, I know maybe, like, guys don't really talk about this, but as a female cosplayer trying to be a male, there is a lot you have to try to hide. Sure. A lot. Sure, sure. And so it was really, really hard because it was like, no, my back, it needs to fit my body, but then the pants needed to be a little larger around my hip thigh area because you don't want to see lady hips, you know? So I think this poor guy was just kind of like, uh, I don't know what to do, but he figured it out, and thank Magnolia. And now, apparently, from it, he's gonna start selling like a female line of the suit because <laughs> I think he kind of leaked 
found the formula. Uh-huh. So he asked me, like, you know, do you guys think we can cross promote since, you know, I helped you so much and um, he's gonna. He's asked me for promo pictures of me in the suit, and we have those. So. But that was, I think, our worst nightmare. Yeah, honestly, because yeah. it was really scary, scary, and down to the line. <laughs> uh, no, I, I again, I've been there when you're dealing with uh, not some. I mean, I have someone local I deal with now because I'm. I like to avoid the overseas thing when I can, but I, I have been there and you're, you're biting nails to get, I, I think, uh, I had one costume show up the day I was going to wear it at the con. And oh, luckily, no. luckily it, it mostly fit. There wasn't any major, there were little niggles, but nothing that nobody else cared about that I cared about that I had to get to yeah. later. But <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That, and you don't like that cause you don't want to get it and then have major problems and go, well, all that time, all that money, and now it's now got to wait for another event or, or whatever. For crossplay, you kind of nailed it on the head. There's there, there's different things going on. It's not just we're going to tailor it to you. You've got to no, tailor no. it to you, but also exude because, a male like, physique, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. if that jacket would have fit my waist, like I have a tiny, tiny like waist, and mm-hmm. so if it were to come in, it would look like Out hourglass. Um, but my shoulders are so small, so it looks kind of weird. And my arms are very thin, and I know David Tennant is thin, but he he has man bone. I have, like, <laughs> you know, baby bird bone. So there had to be a little bit of, okay, a it little needs bit of to be a couple inches mm-hmm. between my bicep and the end of that. Because if not, it looks kind of like a stick man. Right. So there's little things that, you know, I just try my best. I know it's different, but... um. I have fooled a couple people that have watched our parodies. I know. It's kind um, of funny. When we did Harry Potter, we got published in an like, uh, article, and it was like, brother and sister duo, do parody of Harry Potter. and Yeah. <laughs> and, and both then, both the compliment and yet not, right? Yeah, yeah. And then this poor fan came up to me, and he was embarrassed telling me. He goes, don't judge me. I go, well, I'm not going to judge you. You know, I don't care. And he goes, well, when I watched your Harry Potter, so you think you're a wizard, he goes, I started feeling really attracted to Harry Potter, who you were playing, and I started saying, is this it? Like, did I discover, like, do I, you know, do I like the same sex? He goes, I started feeling all confused. He goes, and I saw the end credits, and I was like, she's a girl. She's a girl. He goes, I was kind of like, that was a trip. But I even for like the Joker and Jack to now this one, people are writing saying if they don't know the show and if they don't know Hilly and Hannah, mm-hmm. they they get they they get confused halfway. And a lot of men are saying I felt sexually attracted to you, uh-huh. and I feel so bad. I'm like sorry for confusing everything a little bit right now. But um, they're like, no, you make a good looking guy. It's hey. funny. I'm like, oh, okay, it's baby. all in good fun. <laughs> But I like playing girls. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So much better. <laughs> so you prefer the female parts over the male parts? I mean, I like playing. I do. I like being. <laughs> it's that makes a sense. challenge. Like, well, well, yeah, I don't know. It's just I'm, I'm very, I have a very feminine face. So that's why when I played like Ron Weasley, that actor has a very round face. So I could like kind of just play with it and have fun mm-hmm. and make it like, I don't know, comedic. Should I say that? But I, yeah, I just I guess, <laughs> I don't yeah, like playing it's the like guy. I rather would play the girl because I feel better about myself. I feel like <laughs> okay, I can put on my mascara and I can, you know, not worry about my shading or whatever. But mm-hmm. I get more excited, like if you said, Hilly, you, you get to play David Tennant 
or, you know, go back to it's more doing another, like, Bella Swan thing. It's like, yeah, Bella was easy, but I like being, like, really fun and big and movement a and a character more than being so subtle in movements. And, like, girls are really subtle, unless it's, like, Donna Noble, <laughs> you know, like, doesn't require yeah. a lot of acting, especially if you are a girl. So I do like a challenge, but at the same time, when I get on set, I always, like, after the take, I'm like, did I look stupid? Did I look okay? How was my face? Because I'm just so concerned. Because I, I need to kind of pull it off, and I hope I do. I don't know. You did a good job. You did a great job. Thanks. As I say, it's all a matter of conveying the character, which, you know, it's half costume, and it's it's half you and delivering the goods. Basically. Oh, yeah. So if you go to Comic-Con this year, look for a tiny, tiny little, like, shrunk version of the Doctor. Because <laughs> that's what I always say. I go, I'm the character that just walked out of, like, a dryer. I got shrunk. Because <laughs> that's what it looks like. It looks like a little mini-me. It's weird. Because <laughs> people are like, oh, my God, you are so small. <laughs> Thanks. But your costume's good. Thanks. But I know I'm really tiny. Are you going to do uh, Donna Noble then as well? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. I have The doctor has to have a companion. So. Yes. Yes. I feel weird walking around without somebody just you would, like, yeah, you need to have like a little partner. I need partner. to have a partner. Yeah. yeah. I would feel really awkward too. <laughs> uh, well, I usually organize uh, the Doctor Who cosplay meetups at Comic Con, so I'll, I'll shoot you the. Uh, oh, how fun! Mm, so I'll shoot you the, the places. Yeah. I want to go to Gallifrey once so bad. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, so I'm so excited. I really hope we can like do something or show yeah. some show our parody or something like. Yeah, that'd be, awesome. that'd be fun. Yeah, they have a fan film room. Yeah, and yeah, we show stuff there all the time. Yeah, and uh, did you guys get tickets before they sold out or? No, oh, I'm no. talking to uh, one of my friends, though. Okay. Um, he said, uh, you know, don't worry about it. I think I got you hooked up, so I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> your fingers crossed. We'd love to go. Yeah, it's 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 pretty awesome, uh, but I'm biased. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, so we, we usually do a big doctor group. I try to get all 12, 13 doctors now. Um, I'm going to say 12. <laughs> Uh, and uh, it's increasingly difficult, but we usually get at least six or seven, and then there's always a ton of tens and elevens and roses and amies. Well, you guys better put me on a box or put me on your shoulders so that I can be seen in the photo. Gotcha. Yeah, not a problem. All right. Uh, I will keep you posted. It's always a lot of fun to to do the the doctor thing, and then usually BBC America has, you know, their stuff there, too. Yay! We love BBC America. Uh, all right, so um, let's circle back to. So I, I recognize that you're you're not in LA. What resources do you recommend people check out to costume? Internet. <laughs> yeah. Well, specifically, <laughs> specifically within the internet. There's no specific. It's not really specific. <laughs> Sorry to crush everybody that's listening, <laughs> but there's no specifics. It's Google. Google. Yeah. If purple wig, purple wig, purple wig. We try. Yeah. We try a lot of eBay. Yeah. We try a lot of, <laughs> a lot eBay, of eBay, but there's not a lot of luck there. Uh-uh. It's just searching online, and then we only have like maybe one wig store mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's like it's a big hours online of just countless searching. hours. Yeah, I think we were online for a week for Doctor Who. That like never happens. Yeah. Um, I guess what I'm saying is there aren't certain sites that usually you'll get some base stuff from fabric, shoes. Wow, I'm just getting shaking <laughs> heads at me right now. <laughs> no, um, no. Uh, Nothing. 
Uh, thrift shops. Do you do you have any thrift shops that you go to that are kind of standard or <laughs> online or or brick and mortar? Um, we we used to do a lot of thrift shopping when we first started, um, and we only had a budget of like fifty to hundred bucks. And we do a lot of thrift shopping, but now when it comes down to it and the expectation of what the fans want. We, we, like, really can't unless it's, like, a pair of shoes, maybe. A pair of shoes that you don't really see yeah. that much. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it's for, like, a background extra who mm-hmm. is kind of in the background but you can't really see and we just need a black button-up shirt. Then mm-hmm. we would go thrift shopping. Mm-hmm. But other than that, honest to God, for us, maybe not for everyone else, we don't have this one website who has... Everyone always asks us that. The so Hobbit like, clothes or... Yeah, like, where, do you, where do you get your wigs? I'm like, I can't tell you. We have they, some co- costume designers who we go to, who we know can do a good job. Like my grandma or mm-hmm. John Henson or Maggie. Like people that we've known that we're like, you've shown your work before. We know you can now do, you know, such and such. Mm-hmm. So that's... I think we just know costumers. But other than that... Mm-mm. <laughs> big okay. fat x all right just sorry just, just a lot of a lot of searching around and, yeah. and finding tutorials or anything or Mm-mm. nope no we never yeah. even do tutorials i know everyone's probably like what do they the, do the <laughs> thing we had to get was um well i it just totally blames me we had to get um what's this what are they called when you oh oh a pattern we had to get a pattern for like the Jedi things that we did a long time ago. Oh, we had to get yeah. like Taekwondo pattern. Yeah, when <laughs> we did. <laughs> that was like the only tutorial when we thing did, we needed. When we did a little, when our show was not based on parodies, it, it was, was sketches. more sketches with Jack Sparrow traveling through different movies. That's what we originally had. Mm-hmm. And he traveled to Star Wars and we had to play Obi-Wan and Anakin. <laughs> and that one we had to approach our grandma because there was no way you're going to just find a Star Wars Unless costume. it's like a party Star Wars costume that zips in the back. That's like plastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we had to like find something and we're like, it's this. And she she was lost. It was like from another planet. She was like, I don't even know where to begin. So we had to go find like these karate taekwondo like <laughs> And alter it a little bit, and they were still a mess. Like they were so bad, and then finally she nailed it. But we had—I don't even know—like I don't even five different alterations that I had to kill. Even when we had them done, we didn't know how to put them on. (laughs) (laughs) We would have them like upside down, and the only thing I had right was my right glove. I got my Annie hand on. Sorry, I mean to laugh, but it was really funny because we didn't even know how to put the costumes on. (laughs) It happens. I understand. (laughs) It was so ghetto. (laughs) But now we have (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we haven't talked about this in a really long time. Like years. Sorry, we haven't talked about this in years. But honestly, we had no idea how to put them on and we had to help each other. (laughs) It it was just. It looked great when they were on, but boy, the pieces we had. I feel bad for the Star Wars cast. No, 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 no. I'm sure the Star Wars cast just went on and buttoned somewhere. I had like snaps and velcro and crisscross and, and buckles. And a random and... piece of white material. <laughs> Where did this go? I don't know. It's about three feet long. Is this the belt? <laughs> Sorry, Bob. 
it sounds like this qualifies as your costume mishap, it seems. Yeah, I, I probably. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. been years, though. This God, was like haven't... in 2007. No, we haven't talked about that in years. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just brought up like a really hilarious memory of us where we first started costuming. We don't that talk about that. One that you don't want to tackle if mm-hmm. you're doing costumes for the first time because it, it was so hard. Especially Anakin's because it's like leather and <laughs> Anyway, Ooh, all right. Thanks for the question. Wow. Sure, I'm sure. Crying. God, I'm like crying. I was laughing so hard. All right, go ahead. <laughs> um, I'll, okay. Um, well, <laughs> um, this would probably go more for uh, Halloween or event costuming. But have you ever been misidentified as another character? Mm-mm. No, we've never had that. No, <laughs> that's so much. Yeah, not not that one. No, but no, we've never we've never had anyone question what like you know. Maybe what they don't you? know exactly where we're from, mm-hmm. like what because they've never seen the movie or anything. But they've never said, "Hey, are you supposed to be?" Mm-hmm. No, Mm-mm, because no. our our characters are pretty obvious. I guess we try to make it obvious. Yeah, we try to make it obvious so that people aren't guessing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so branching off that, what has been your favorite um, project or event that you've costumed? Oh, hmm. event! Goodness. Well, we 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 did get to, but you know, all of our costumes come branch off of our parodies, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's where we put our cosplay in. Um, and if we are going to make a costume, might as well make a video, mm-hmm. you know. So it's one of those things. <laughs> Um, but we did host the official Vampire Diaries convention, mm-hmm. and we got to cosplay a lot of costumes there and actually come up with some original um, things that we hadn't done in our parody. So we were able to create, like, a period ball gown that looked similar to something in the show. But, we, you know, it was fun to kind of explore that. And those are huge, huge conventions, and that yeah. was a lot, a lot of fun to be a part of. Just to and we were girls. Showcase. And <laughs> right. We got we got a lot of really good feedback, and everyone really liked us. We actually got some brand clothing from that as well, from that TV show. Like not from the TV show, but what they used, and it was the actual brand. So that was awesome. Yeah, very cool. That was fun. That well, yeah, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer uh, modern costuming, future costuming, or historical costuming? Ooh, not historical. <laughs> no. That's a nightmare. Future is fun, but I think we we stick with modern. <laughs> if I want to play comfortable, I would just say modern. Modern, yeah, they're the most easiest. Yeah, definitely. It's way easier to find jeans than a pair of breeches, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I assume that you are a proponent for comfortable footwear. Would you sacrifice accuracy for comfortable footwear? Oh, I do all the time. My mm-hmm. Gaga stills are like five inches high and they're really uncomfortable but I wear them anyway yeah so, no if it doesn't matter if it's screen accurate whatever just give just, it to me I'll yeah, wear it just do it uh, yeah I don't care if I can't breathe I don't care if I can't move if I look good I'll wear it yeah so along those lines um, if you're looking at something as <laughs> clearly screen accuracy is important right if yes. you're looking at something and you figure out that what they did was a mistake. Do you copy the mistake to be screen accurate, or do you correct mm-hmm. the mistake, say to be historically accurate or, or whatever? No, no, no. We make it 
to where it, it is what you see. It is what you see. If so-and-so has a tear in their right leg, if so-and-so has a crooked seam, we make it happen. Or that's not from that era. I don't care. You just do exactly what you see. Yep. That's how we feel. All right. So now here's the other question. Mm-hmm. If you find out that it's, say, one color in real life, but it was color-timed in the show to look a different color, do you make it look like how it is or how it looked on screen? No, we make it look how it is um, in person and in photo shoots because once you put that costume in screen or on screen with digital grading, it comes to life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's a tricky one. Like for Warm Bodies, when we shot that parody, that is very digitally graded um, blue and dark and gray and bleh, like very um, zombie apocalyptic. And with that, we had to make sure, okay, well, what color are those shoes or what is it especially what is the color of the hoodie Mm -hmm. and thank god we just got the hoodie but we actually had to create a separate stunt hoodie that had to get wet so we had to say is it red or is it maroon okay Mm -hmm. it's not maroon because if you digitally grade that it's going to look like a brown or Mm -hmm. purple so you have to find the original color promotional photos without digital grading or like the actor on set with the color of the original thing which here's where it gets tricky got to make sure it's not dyed yeah mm-hmm. and then digitally graded on top of that mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of little tricks and we figured that out before yeah mm-hmm. it makes it harder it's yeah. harder but you feel really accomplished yeah. when you figure it out You're like yes like um for the for the joker coat for example when you watch it in the dark night yes it's purple but it's very desaturated mm-hmm. they brought down a lot of the levels but in the promotionals it is like purple. So we got a purple jacket, and then once we edited you know, through color on it, we were like, oh, that's weird. It looks good now. Yeah. So it's kind of funny, but costume, uh, costume designers know what they're doing when it comes to the colors and the color palettes. It's so intense. Yeah. They are so talented. But does it worry you when you wear it, say, at Comic-Con or an event where you don't have the control to digitally grade it? And it can come out looking whatever, you know, off from what people would expect it to be. No. No. I feel more accurate, actually. Because um, I, I just feel more accurate. Like, if you see, you know, someone dressed like Captain Jack from Doctor Who, not the other Captain Jack. Right. And let's just say he's in like a, a light gray coat, but on the show it looks like a dark gray coat. I would actually say that looks more like it with the lighter because I would recall the actual, like, photos. Like, I guess it depends on who's looking at you yeah. mm-hmm. to pay attention because I've been in that situation where I go, they even got the pant color. Like, how did their pants look that good? It looks like them. You have to be a true fan yeah. that has looked at a lot of promotional so photos and behind-the-scenes because if not, then they will, probably wouldn't really pick all that detail up. But it doesn't I matter. I still to think us. it looks fine. Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, the the reason I asked this is because you know I, I was killing myself in the Joker about the the level of magenta to go for, and I remember doing this as well on what beige Peter Davison wore. And the problem you run into, I, I call it the Captain Kirk argument, which is most people think of Captain Kirk wearing gold. In reality, it was avocado green. So the true fans, you know, freak out when you wear avocado green. But there's still a lot of fans who kind of, it feels weird not seeing Kirk in gold. So you kind of, it's, it's picking your battles. Yeah. Like, what, what, who you want to really satisfy at the end, right? Right? Yeah. So that's, that's always the struggle that I have, and I wonder how many other people, like, 
where people stand on that and um you're banking on somebody exactly really knowing their stuff and going like, oh yeah so i don't know just one of those things i like to think about. yeah it's hard it's really um difficult mm-hmm. to kind of please everybody but for me myself if so-and-so looks like it's brown. It's, for me, going to be brown. I'm not going to go make it dark brown just because on the show. It's the same thing with wigs. If, you know, like for David Tennant's hair, his hair looks so dark in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. But then when you watch certain scenes and regular studio oh. lighting, he almost has kind of like flecks of auburn in there. And you're like, weird. So when we got <laughs> our wig, we noticed like, oh, my gosh, it has that kind of, light brown auburn feel through it and then mm-hmm. when we were on screen it looks completely dark brown mm-hmm. it's weird <laughs> yep color and light always yep. mm-hmm. i love them and i hate them um okay so what has been your favorite material to work with the favorite materials jeez <clears throat> uh, anything any material that's soft yeah I hate when chiffon, chiffon nice. is nice. Oh, jersey material. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had a dress oh, yeah, that was for completely, yeah. It was for Twilight. It was all black jersey. Black jersey. That is beautiful. That beautiful. It has great weight to it. It moves. It dances. It looks like it's, black liquid. It's amazing. It's beautiful. So if, you're make, if you want a long, flowy dress or a long, flowy cape, jersey material is, like, incredible. <laughs> that was nice. It's mm-hmm. breathable, too. You don't, like pit out <laughs> yeah because we want to smell nice when we're in costumes very true very true <laughs> uh do you have tips for wearing costumes uh for long stretches on a convention floor you know like comfortable footwear and hygiene and ways to keep your wig from slipping and so dude forth. i should make a video of tips on cosplaying like how to <laughs> go about your day anti-perspirant anti-perspirant <laughs> and also touch up touch up touch up touch up have a mirror, have hairspray, have this, have that. You have to constantly keep looking at yourself because I've been to conventions where I go about my day and I don't even look around in the mirror and then I, someone goes, look, I took your photo. And you're like, oh, like my hat has been crooked the whole time. Oh my God, this is falling off. My, my makeup smeared. Mm-hmm. So I would say like every, I try to check it, my, like my face every half hour to every hour, mm-hmm. depending on what makeup I have. Well, it depends mm-hmm. where you are, too. If it's mm-hmm. a hot environment, not good. Mm-hmm. Versus a convention floor where it's more temperature-controlled. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Comic-Con's not too temperature-controlled. Depends on where you are. Depends on where you yeah. are. There's also, some little hot zones there. Yes, yes <laughs> if I know. You, if you're in a costume, take treat yourself like a mannequin treat yourself not crazy don't go run and do the jedi move don't go run and flip around like the assassin's creed be aware of how you are You're caring your for your costume care, like looking nice because i've seen great costumes and these guys are like Whoa! and like i'm like there goes your bell it's now crooked and your shoes are all twisted like <laughs> you need to be aware of Sitting down nice, standing up, am I wrinkled, am I okay? Because you're like a little walking representation. Representation. Mm -hmm. Representation. Whatever you said. Um, (laughs) And yeah, it's like you just have to be aware. I would be more likely to take like. a photo yeah. of someone who's you're, just awesome. You don't awesome. want your wake to go haywire. Oh, no, I don't, you don't, mm-hmm. I don't ask for pictures like that at all. No, so you just I have to, you know, just look nice and put together and not disheveled, I think is what yeah, I want to say. Disheveled. <laughs> Do you, do you make sure to have a handler nearby to help you with this? 
A what? Uh, a handler, you know, uh, someone who's not in costume, oh. who's there to wrangle any weirdos and make sure that, yes, they're checking your makeup and whatnot. Um, yeah, no, we, we only usually if we do go to like, yeah, we, we kind of tell each other how we look. We, like I keep in check with each other, but with wranglers, sometimes we Unless need, the only thing yeah. that we've ever had is if Hilly's dressed as Gaga yeah. and you get some, just a little crazy guys sometimes. They get that, a little touchy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that we have, we sometimes have our eyes open and we have a couple people yeah, go with us. People that kind of have to surround and just, oh, no, that's not. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. We're done now. Pictures over. Thanks. But, <laughs> yeah. Other That's than it. that, we're pretty good. Okay. All right. Just checking. You know, people have different uh, philosophies and tricks and so forth. I know that uh, one tip I like to tell people going to Comic Con is spot where the air conditioning units are, mm -hmm. uh, where you get yeah. airflow because you'll need them throughout the day to stop and actually cool down. Uh, oh, you know what's frustrating at Comic Con is when they're like, "You can't stand here, move along." I'm yeah. like, "Where am I gonna move along? I'm getting like my picture taken. Everyone, let's go move and squish on against this wall. Mm -hmm. Like that's more of a fire hazard. <laughs> I'm fine right here." <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah, that's the problem. So many people, and they think they're. Uh, uh, I, it's fine, I guess, for normal people, but when you're in a costume and you're stopping and you, uh, yeah, I know, it's it's not an easy problem. But I understand their point of view, but it's also very frustrating because I heard of stories where they told people to move off of benches, a bench where you're supposed to sit and you couldn't sit there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Move. Yeah, I know. Yeah, weren't we, weren't we joking? Because we would sit down like on the sides and they're like, don't sit here, don't stand there, don't do this. And I'm like, don't breathe, don't blink, don't move, don't live, don't talk, don't. <laughs> Don't right. swallow. Like, it was so inhibiting the rules last year that I was like, we were making jokes. At, at mm -hmm. some point, though, it's like, don't walk. Don't it is true. <laughs> when people start sitting, it is the worst thing, though, because they start blocking everything. They, they clog. Yeah. Comic-Con is just too crowded. That's no, why. I couldn't even lean up against the wall mm -hmm. last year, though. I would lean, and they're like, you can't lean. I'm like, <laughs> what can I do? Can I have the right to live? <laughs> walk for the next 13 hours. <laughs> yeah. Did you have that problem just in the dealer floor or anywhere on the, like the upper floor level sales upper, the upper, upper. Mm -hmm. the upper was awful last year. They mm -hmm. were just like, can't, nope, move along, nope, nope, nope. So we would go hide behind the pillars by the food court and like hide our bodies so that no yeah. one could tell we were there. And we would sit and eat munchies because mm -hmm. we have to take a rest, I have especially in costume and, mm -hmm. and in the shoes there. that you wear too. Do you? Um, do you ever do the, um, what am I thinking, the gas lamp area? Do you ever wander in there, or is it just too hot? You're just not going to bother? Um, too hot. No, yeah. We, we, we like to kind of favor just, you know, upper, lower, and then um, we'll cross over in the autograph section, but it's always kind of like the same, whatever's cool, mm -hmm. whatever has, you know, most of the photographers, most of the traffic, because then we get to pass out our cars. But yeah. it was really cool last year... So we get our, you know, the cards out and they take our picture. But this year, we would hand out the card and they would give us kind of like a, a dirty look. And we were like, oh my gosh, like they don't want the cards <laughs> and they don't like us. And they would go, I already know who you guys are. That's why I asked for a photo. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, not just for my costume? And they're like, no, you're the Hollywood show. And that happened like 50% of the crowd knew who, who we, we were, were last mm -hmm. year. And that was incredible. So incredible for us. We were like, yay! Yeah, so we really like going to Comic-Con now because I feel like a lot of people recognize us and it's like really encouraging for mm -hmm. us because we've been trying, you know, to grow our brand for so many years and we kind of feel like it's 
kind of paying off finally now. You know, you never know. You know, mm-hmm. we can we can go anywhere. And people are like, who? Like, we don't sure. we don't care. We actually really like when people say, I've never heard of you. Or I've just tuned in and we're now watching because I feel like that just is means growth. It just means growth. So it's like, oh, that's a good thing. Do you also make your own props? No. No, not usually. We have someone that will fabricate them. Mm-hmm. But we're very involved in, in the entire process. Yeah. Send us pictures. No, it's not four feet. We want it five feet. Mm-hmm. And can you make it more Can you make it more blue? Can you make it more gray? Can you make it like we're really We actually, involved. though, we did the whole painting of the TARDIS. Like yeah, we painted off. the TARDIS. That, that, was, that crazy. was crazy. But it was fun, it though. Was we did it a lot of fun, yeah. Was that an actual wood box, or did you make it out of something else? What's the wood called? Goodness, I don't even remember. I don't remember what the wood's called, but it was wood. It was, it was a, but it was very lightweight. A, um, weighed 300, 300 and something pounds all put together. All put together, but separated it was light, so we had yeah. to separate it. We couldn't build it all together. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the, the same for the flats on the interior of the TARDIS? Just the, the same. It was really, really simple to put together, honestly. Like, you had your four sides... And then we would just kind of like all of them up at the same time. But the door was really hard the to door protect was hard. because that door, you know, it wasn't super thick. Mm-hmm. So it would kind of want to give way and then it would chip. And oh, I hated retouching that thing because we have already painted and, you know, put the right color on it and the right distress on it. And so whenever you repaint, it just kind of, there's one spot that's a little off. But uh, it survived pretty good. Now it's just looking for a home because I don't want to destroy it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you don't want to destroy a TARDIS. Come on. No, yeah. I'm trying to keep it in my, like, editing room. (laughs) What is the number one thing you have learned in all of the costumes you've made? I think what we've learned is that screen accuracy, there's no easy way anymore. Mm -hmm. There's no easy, let's just throw it together you have to really take you your have time. To dedicate time. You have to dedicate the time to it. And the more screen accurate you are, the more the fans are going to appreciate your work. And they're going to, um, I guess, praise you, want more pictures with you. Um, and I guess it just makes you feel good that you're making them happy. But then you're also proud of yourself for going, hey, I put in a lot of hard work and effort into this. And I feel pretty good about that. And you know you did a good job. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess it's, it's that. It's the details. And what would be your number one tip to anyone beginning in costuming? Take it slow. Get used to it. Don't, don't, I guess if you're just starting, don't think that you're going to get the exact thing right away. You need to take your time because I started from the bottom. Everyone starts from the bottom. You learn as you go. You have to try to understand it. Don't try to take on Avatar as your first character. Mm -mm. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) No. No, that, yeah. <laughs> Madness lies that way. Yeah, you know, like that's just, what we just mean. don't Start stress yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't pick a character that has fabrication and all this other wig and skin and every, prosthetics. Like, don't do that. <laughs> do, like, Sarah Jane Smith or something. Like, just something where it's, like, easy. Like, I have to find a white shirt and a little black vest. Like, you just need to go. Uh, what projects or costumes are you working on right now? Uh, well, we just did Doctor Who, and my brain is fried and <laughs> destroyed from that one. Um, but we really want to, 
I know we would love to do like a Sherlock or another Hobbit because of the desolation of smog. There's a lot of things that we want to do, but it's just a matter of... We may want to try to maybe eventually tackle like Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek too. But we just have to find someone, you know, that'll maybe help us more with funds so we don't have to always go to fans. Yeah, because we don't like to do that. (laughs) So we're we're looking at different options right now. But we have a lot of products in the future. Hopefully. Very cool. And where can people find you online? They can find us at youtube.com slash hillywood and subscribe for parodies of your favorite movies, TV shows, celebrities, and more. <laughs> and go watch our new Doctor Who parody. Do we? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And it's very, very cool. I heartily give it my thumbs up uh, for all the Who fans who listen because this gets a lot of Who love because all my friends are into Doctor Who costuming. So. Yeah. Whovians, go, go do it. And I will say that we've never had a video hit 100,000 views in a day since we made our Twilight parody. That's saying so a lot. So this is telling you that the Whovians are like an army because it's already mm-hmm. like 150,000 in a day. Mm-hmm. So Whovians, woohoo! <laughs> uh, is there any other place people can uh, follow you? Like, uh, I don't know, Twitter or anything like that? Yeah, um, we have our own personal accounts. Twitter.com slash Hindi is mine. And Hannah's is twitter.com slash Hannah Hindi. Slash Hannah Hindi. Now, you know, we're on Facebook, too. I mean, just pretty much the Hillywood Show or Hilly and Hannah Hindi. You'll find us. <laughs> awesome. I'll make sure all these links are in the blog. And other than that, are there any final thoughts for the listeners? Uh, yes. Thanks. Special shout-out to Bob. Because Bob <laughs> helped us find the Daleks and canine and many more other helpful tips and everything. And we couldn't have we couldn't have done it without his help because we could not find them. Daleks are impossible all. to find. <laughs> Thank you so much, so Bob. Thanks, Bob. Sure, happy to help. I'm sorry, my Cyberman and, and the Zygon cannot take part, but uh, it sounds it's like cool. you didn't need him. No, we no, had too many. We had too many. <laughs> it was all right. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, it's been great talking to you. Can't wait to talk, catch up again next parody you make. It's uh, yeah. whether it be Sherlock or Star Trek. And in the meantime, we'll be back next week with more Shop Talk here on Perfect. Costume Station Zero. Yeah.